Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. That's right. Damn it, I messed that up. <laughs> this is what happens when you you're nervous? in the... I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> okay, we'll just start that over. Uh, we're in a reverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. All right, tonight we're going to answer a bunch of questions. We put out some, put out a request on the Facebook group for questions and topics from people. And that's what we're going to be doing. But first up, Jen, I got to ask you what you're drinking tonight. Um, Jen, well, Jen, did you finish your drink? <laughs> I already finished it. I wasn't thinking. I am the guest at the wedding who, when they call out toast, I lift up my glass awkwardly with it empty <laughs> much higher than everyone else because so that they can see that it's empty what i feel like right now i am drinking absolutely nothing because i already finished my glass of wine what were you drinking jennifer i am going to get a lot of judgment from the winos out there but i am drinking oliver apple pie bringing in that fall a few days early i think i talked about drinking oliver apple pie in the last episode so i think you're cool Oh, did, really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened if to it If the winos, uh, because I haven't edited it yet <laughs> or sent it out yet, um, that's that's how things are happening right now. Dustin and I recorded on Monday night. We were supposed to record again tonight, and because of the scheduling snafus, we're unable to. So that, that's why I brought the ringer in, you know. When Dustin can't be here, I need somebody who looks better and has better chemistry with me and just in general is a better person than me and Dustin and Which, that's why you're here two of those two of the three of those don't even matter within a podcast everyone everyone cares about how the people on the podcast look number one thing on Google right now what do Dustin and Steve look like are they that's not a stranger things thing don't watch stranger things <laughs> it says nothing to do with stranger things no what is a great Indiana man like Stephen Van Alk drinking tonight? Oh, for shame, for shame. Uh, tonight, this great Indiana man is cheating on his state. That's right. All the way from Comstock, Michigan, I've got Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. Oh, that just warms your heart, doesn't it? Oh, it does warm my heart. I do love my Michigan beers. In Michigan. In Michigan. That's where I was born, Jen. Don't tell people. You claim to be from Michigan. Don't tell people. My whole thing is a great Indiana man. If people know I was born in Michigan, it ruins the podcast. Jen, are you ready to take some questions? Let's do some Q&A. Andrew Wheeler asked in our very own Facebook group, he has a wedding coming up where the groom is disabled. Sometimes wheelchair, but sometimes crutches. It's some kind of muscular dystrophy. Have we ever shot a disabled wedding before? And do we have any thoughts on posing apart from close-ups looking down so the bride who isn't disabled doesn't look like the caretaker? And now I stare at you until you answer. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that one first. Yeah. Unfortunately, we haven't. We haven't had that situation. I think the way that I would tackle it is I would do a lot of research and see what people have done in the past. 
I think that they're using posing tricks um, that you use for very tall grooms or very tall brides is a great direction to take. I wish that I had an experience that I could share on how um, we've done this, but I know there's been some photographers locally that have uh, made news for some of the things that they've captured. I'd probably take a look at some of their work. Um, Are you going to go Dustin on me and just say, <laughs> I know some people have done this before. Are you going Dustin? Yeah. And I do this like really awesome thing <laughs> where I look at other people's blogs. It's so unique and mm. no one ever does it. Unique so. New York. So Lisa Mark Hines from the Secret Life of Weddings podcast actually chimed in on our Facebook group to talk about this. Her podcast is very good. It's all about weddings and like the crazy stuff that happens at the Yeah, end. I really like it. She chimed in and she said that if you're able to sit her on his lap, you might do some poses where she is seated on his lap. And that's a good one, for sure. How would you feel about doing a pose where you just bring like a chair in for her to sit on? That was one that so I was... So if he's in a wheelchair, then she's in a chair next to him. So there's not like a big height difference. And then you can think of like some creative things with two people sitting. Well, that's one thing that I was going to suggest. Mm -hmm. And capturing some shots of them above and then very close together and a, a tight shot. So you're getting their faces really close. I really love those shots uh, with the bride and groom that they look like they're in love and that no one else is around. It's just those moments that are intimate that feels like people shouldn't be witnessing it. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems like a very personal moment. I think a way to be able to get that is to just get them really close. So if you can find positions where you can get her close to him, that would be incredibly beneficial to be able to get those intimate shots and utilize those other shots where you would you where he's going to be in crutches to to get those standing shots that you would want just make sure to use those standing poses sparingly because for time reasons and for uh, the fact that you're not really sure how long he can use the crutches unless yeah. you've had a shoot with him before so i would have some ideas in mind that you can just capture very quickly so that you can move back into those sitting shots that you would typically do with a bride and groom. This is also from Lisa from the Secret Life of Wedding podcast. She also said you could pick a spot on the ground if the bride doesn't mind sitting in her dress and then you could have them both sitting on the ground. Uh, we could even take that a step further and you can do those laying down shots that Dustin loves so much. He's not here, so I feel like I have to speak <laughs> for him. I got to represent him. Um, you know, bring a stepladder with you and have the bride and the groom lay down and then just shoot straight down at them. Dustin style. Jen, your face looks like it's breaking. Did you have something you wanted to say about Dustin style? I love Dustin's style. So now that we've got the real advice out of the way, Andrew, have you ever seen the movie? And I know this might sound weird because it is a little known movie. I don't know that many people have, have heard of this one, but it's got Don Cheadle in it. And it also has Robert Downey Jr., is it just a tiny little movie called Iron Man? I think I've I've heard of mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. before. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a more recent one with uh, Chris Evans and uh, Sebastian Stan called Captain America Civil War. In that one, Don Cheadle's character, he actually breaks his back and he can't walk. And so then in the next movie, Avengers Infinity War, he's actually walking with the help of like machine prostheses. Andrew, have you thought about building a machine prosthesis 
for this groom to help him walk throughout the entire day. No, 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 too insensitive. <laughs> Did I go too far? Andrew, have you thought about turning him into a transformer? <laughs> I'm not the right person to do this podcast with. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, mm. Now that I've made my wife feel super uncomfortable, <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Jen, Jesse Spielman from our very own Facebook group asks, how do you feel when a bride sends you her wedding timeline and it goes way too far in depth? Jesse says, I don't need to know what time the bride does her yoga the day before the wedding. <laughs> How do you deal with this, Jen? Oh, my goodness. Just a little, a little parting of the kimono here, uh, a little peek behind the curtains, the curtains that are the kimono, which, uh, oh, gosh, this is real <laughs> gross. That's my body. That's my body behind the Ugh. Sorry, everyone. Um, with our business, Jen is the one who handles almost all of the scheduling that goes on even with my own separate business jen still handles most of the scheduling and stuff with that as well and, and what am i wearing right now jen's actually currently wearing a kimono <laughs> she's very angry with me so i crazy thing i've actually had a four-page itinerary sent to me where the bride was doing yoga the day before the wedding that's maybe that's just the new trend is that See, the new i trend? thought the way you were gonna go with that was crazy thing the bride's actually parted the kimono for me before. No? Yes. Yeah, yeah that that's, too. That's what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So the bride sent you the yoga before. Yeah. Um, that that exact same thing. And I just had a moment of like, oh, I'm going to have to go through this whole thing. And it would have probably just been quicker for me to go through the questionnaire and just build my own timeline and just go back and look at her timeline, see if it matches. Now, when you say the questionnaire, what are you talking about there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not everybody uh, not does everybody this. Not everybody does that. Um, I send out a questionnaire to my couples, which lists off pretty much any information that I would need the day of the wedding, like a must list. And I also send them a shot list. So they're not including a bunch of information in there that's not needed, like getting the first kiss. I also get the information of when everything is happening. So what time the ceremony starts, if they're going to do a first look, really anything that I need to base the itinerary off of. So once they fill out the questionnaire, I'll put together an itinerary for photography uh, just to have enough information to send the bride to let her know or a groom to know that how long photography is going to take. Now that I completely and totally derailed you by getting you to explain <laughs> what the questionnaire is and to talk about how you build a timeline oh, yeah, based yeah, on yeah, the timeline. questionnaire. <laughs> Why are we doing this at 11? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're doing it at 11 because it brings the giggles out of you, sweetheart, and I love it so much. <laughs> getting Sweetie. Sweetums. You don't ever talk to me like that, so I don't understand why you're talking to me like this now. Okay, so a long-winded itinerary. I think one thing to consider is that this is the itinerary that they're sending to everyone. So there are going to be people that need all that information, like the parents, family members, wedding party, to expect them to create an itinerary for just you or just a DJ or just the florist would, I think, be asking for too much. I think it's just as easy for us. We only have one task when it, concerning the itinerary, and that's finding enough time to get all the photos that we need. So I think just take it with a, a grain of salt. And mm, Now you say that, 
but I think you know <laughs> what I'm thinking, which is the person who sends you an itinerary, which includes yoga times for the day before, is the kind of person who's kind of like thinking, maybe if I just send them the itinerary with the yoga times the day before, maybe it's Maybe she'll show up and do some pictures at yoga too. I've actually had the mom ask if I wanted to do yoga with them. Do yoga with them, not take <laughs> photos of them doing yoga? Yeah. Well, maybe they were they were thinking, well, maybe she'll bring her camera. We can get some yoga photos. Maybe I'll invite my friend who's a photographer to this wedding and they'll bring their camera. <laughs> How many times does that happen? Let's be honest. yoga with me. That never happens to us. We've made it very clear to all of our friends. We don't come well, to their weddings because... unless they hire us. <laughs> Well, I don't think that's true at all. We don't say, hey, you hire us, we don't come. It's just that a lot of times we're booked and we're not able to capture the wedding. But you can't you cannot schedule. The only way that they guarantee that we're there is if they book us. That's the only that's the thing. Unless they're close family or they're yeah, really close family members, close friends, then we can be there. You can't send out an invite to your wedding to somebody who works in the wedding industry like six months to three months before the wedding and expect them to be able to show up mm-hmm. because most of them are booked. Yeah. That's that's the problem when you work in the wedding industry. People don't seem to understand that. They're like, why can't you just take the day off? And it's like, I don't get days off. I work all the time. Maybe this hasn't happened to you as often as it has to me because as far as our family goes, they didn't even know you were a photographer until you started shooting your own wedding. Nobody knows I'm a photographer. <laughs> Every time I post photos to my Facebook or other like social media places where like my friends and family are, I get comments on it. That's a great picture, Jen. On my timeline. Your mom's best friend said to me that your photos are really beautiful. I see them on Steve's <laughs> Instagram. I don't know who shoots them. I assume they're you. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, it's me. I am the one that shoots all of the photos. Which one of my mom's bitchy friends said hey, that? Uh, Which one, Jen? N- no, we're, I no we're done. This is This is over. No, I just laughed and I said, more than likely Steve captured them. Um, but thank you. I'll take the the compliment. I used to get that all the time when I had my own video production company. And the office that I worked out of, the guy who like managed the entire office space, would always come up to me and tell me those were great photos that my wife took. Even when it was like still frames I pulled from a video that <laughs> he watched me shoot, he would still compliment you. Because he's like, oh, Jen's the one who does photo in that family. It's like I was literally at that point in time shooting with you every single weekend. And uh, well, let's get back minor frustrations. Sorry, sorry. We'll get back to what Jesse was talking about. So, no, I was going to say that when we go to places like events mm -hmm. or family gatherings, people will come up to me and say, Where's your camera? I know it's Christmas. Where's your camera? That's seriously. That's usually. Where's your camera? I brought well, all, all of the nieces and nephews. You're and a nurse. Are you? Did you bring um, you all of your material? Did you bring um, needles for everyone to give everyone a vaccine? No. Are you giving everyone flu shots today? Where's your Where's your flu shots? It's Christmas. Everyone needs to stay safe. <laughs> Everyone does need to stay safe. And if you haven't got a flu shot already, um, this is oh, just Jen shoot. and I talking to you. We want you to know, get protected. Get that flu shot. The flu is killing people every year. It, every year the flu kills people. The flu is very uh, bad. What, what is Help the, me. What is the, the more you know, like... There's like a star and it shoots and it's like... Yeah. 
Back to <laughs> the itinerary. I think, yes, <laughs> it is frustrating. But I think that that just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. I think that the sort of bride uh, well, tell who us, sends Tell us something you, you're really, that's really uh, serious that you're... <laughs> You're, is, are you pulling it from the sky? Nobody Excuse can see my like, hand motions. They don't know that you're making like, fun of that right now, Jen. He's squeezing his hands and pumping his fist. Come on, Steve, get it out. What were you going to say? I think the kind of bride who sends you an itinerary for four days when the wedding's only one day and you're only there one day is typically the kind of bride who's very demanding. No, I don't think so. Very demanding. No, mm-hmm. I think it's a very busy bride, a very probably a type A bride. I doesn't just because they're type A doesn't mean they're demanding. Just a type A bride that likes to be organized, and they're not. When I say this, and I'm kind of going against what I'm saying, but maybe they don't have the time to put together an itinerary for photography and an itinerary for everything else. Let's just dovetail off that. How would you feel if a bride and groom? said they wanted to do a meeting with you about the timeline and the schedule and then uh, also invited like five other vendors who had nothing to do with you to talk to them as well about the timeline and the venue. And then you stare at the ceiling for 30 hours. I don't know how long, how long did it, how long was it, but how long did it feel? You can't just transition like that. If, if you're going to call this out as something that happened to me, then you need to say that before you just start saying how long did it feel? <laughs> Because everybody who's listening okay, has no idea what just happened. This is the reason why this is not a good idea because we are pretty much the same person by now and are on the same, for the most part, on the same wavelength. So what we're getting at is I was invited to a meeting and the meeting was with the event coordinator, the planner, the florist or the baker, not certain which one, the caterer and the DJ. And they wanted to talk to all those people to coordinate things like where the tables were going to be and stuff like that. And as the photographer, I felt like I was basically unnecessary because none of the stuff that they were talking about with the other people had anything to do with me. And so it kind of felt like a very long waste of my personal time was something that could have been communicated just through like a text message because all they needed to say to me was, hey, do we want to do sunset photos? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> the end. Um, and let's go back to how you ended up in this meeting. Um, the couple emailed me and asked when we were available, which I wasn't really sure what it was for at the time. If if it was me, if I knew that I was the one that would have to be that meeting, I would have told them, I'm more than happy to come to this meeting, but I really don't think it's important for me to be there because... If you're concerned about light, if you're concerned about photos for the day of, we don't really know what that's going to look like until the day of. And then I go in the spiel of like why it's important for us to be showing up a little bit early so we can check out the light so that we know where to take photos. But I think that I would just get in the way because a lot of the conversation you're going to have is going to be with the coordinator and with the DJ. But I'm more than happy to meet with you later if you want to have any like a conversation. But since he had already asked me for the date, I felt obligated. And instead of going through that spiel, I was like, oh, it's just Steve. I'll just make you go anyway. I'm sorry, babe. I love you. And, and I went because I support you and everything that you do. I'm also we're, the associate programs new for us. And I felt a little bit obligated to go. 
like bend over backwards. And when I mean I bend over backwards, I mean Steve. send my ass into the meeting so that I didn't have to go. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Jen, do you want to take another question? This one comes from Marissa Court. Have you ever been in a creative rut and feel that the work you're producing is crap? If so, what do you do? I've had some recent negative feedback on a senior and family session I've done, and now I'm feeling incapable of producing great work. I still have 2.5 months left of wedding of my wedding season, and I'm nervous my work will be affected. Need to do something to jumpstart the creativity again. First off, before we get into anything else, Marissa, check out your work. Your work is awesome. And whoever these people are who are saying that, you know, you didn't do a good job, who who are giving you negative feedback, don't let that affect you because you are great and you're an awesome person. And you're going to go forth and shoot many, 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 many more great photos. So, don't sweat this too much. I think you've hit um, the nail on the head, Steve. I think that creatives, with it being an expression of who we are, we are we really take offense to people not liking our work. The way that I try to view it is music genres. There's different types of music genres, and some of them I don't personally like. I'm not a huge fan of country, but don't get me wrong. There are people who are talented in the country genre. I'm just don't do not make that face because there are there are nope, people. Nobody can see my face to know that I'm making a face. That says, and you're gonna say something though, like it's impossible for you to make that face without <laughs> saying something. So no, something no. really crappy about country music. I knew you. You were like making words with your mouth and then sound was going to come out. I knew you were going to say something. So I stopped you right there. Um, and she knows all my mouth face sounds. (laughs) So with that, when there are people who have used me as their photographer and the outcome did not meet expectations, I try to look at it as their style, their music, is different than what I'm portraying and what I'm I'm putting out. And that's okay. And of course, we want to please our client. We want them to be happy. And there are other ways to do that if you want to do a reshoot, if it really just bothers you, you want to be able to, to produce a work that's going to be something that they can use. But you cannot please everyone. There, We run a job or we, want, we run a business and to have 100% satisfaction Satisfactory, satis, satisfaction. <laughs> Stop. It's like Gratis, the wine. The wine's starting to kick in. Satisfaction is it's impossible. Um, it you just that does not exist in the business world. So don't let that get you down. There are many other people who absolutely love what you do and they can't imagine anyone else capturing a special moment in their life. So with that, to get out of that rut, first you need to just forget about that shoot. Just say, okay, that happened. I'm going to learn from it. And this is actually going to be, we're going to see the silver lining from that situation and we're going to create even better work. Silver linings magic playbook. Yes, and the magic playbook is Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. You're gonna shoot them next. The 
I don't think magic is in the title of that movie. I think it's just Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. I think in my mind, I was thinking like Silver Linings Magic Mike Playbook. No, the Magic Playbook is the Silver sequel. Linings Magic Mike sequel. XXL Playbook. Yes, the sequel. Yeah, the squeakquel with the chipmunks. <laughs> now back to what you were saying to Marissa. <laughs> so the thing that I would recommend you doing is finding someone who inspires you, whether it be another artist, another photographer, a musician, someone who gives you those feels that makes you want to create something great. There are a few photographers out there that I really, anytime I feel like I'm in a rut, I'll just go through their stuff and just see the amazing work that they're doing. One of them, Sue Bryce. I love going through her stuff. She is a, she's like a, a, what she calls a glamour photographer. So she does a lot of portraits, but they're... Portraits? No, not porn. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> it can be sometimes like glorified boudoir sessions, or it can be just these beautiful artistic portraits. And I, and it's not really what I do, but I just, I find a lot of inspiration from her work. Jonas Peterson, who's also from Australia. Um, he is a travel wedding photographer. Uh, he does a lot of destination weddings. And oh my gosh, if you like photojournalistic work, he is just a great inspiration because he just captures it through just a very unique eye. But also, I, I get really inspired by movies. Steve and I did a Wes Anderson shoot couple years ago. And that was purely because I w did feel like I was in a rut and I wanted something to express a different part of me. And so I incorporated the wedding type photography and incorporated it in a way that was in inspirational from or inspired by um, Wes Anderson. And so considering like taking on different things or taking on different ideas from different art forms and can really change the way that you approach your photography. I keep trying to get Dustin to talk with me about like who influences us in the photography world. And he never will talk to me about that. So I'm glad you transitioned into that. Who inspires you, Steve? My favorite photographer in the entire world. And most of you will hear this name and be like, I didn't think this person was a photographer. It is Adam Goldberg. I think he does I love his stuff. His some of the most creative work that I've mm. ever seen. Does a lot of double exposures, but um he was also like really big on Vine when that came out. When Meerkat slash Periscope came out, he was big on those too. He's just frequently experimenting and trying new things. He shoots with like film cameras and he does a ton of like double exposures and he posts a ton of those to his Instagram feed and I love them so much. So, 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 so very much. <laughs> if you heard Adam Goldberg and you were like, what? Isn't that guy an actor and a director? You would be correct. He is the same Adam Goldberg who is in Saving Private Ryan. And he is not the Adam Goldberg who has anything to do with that television show called The Goldbergs. That is no. a different Adam Goldberg. <laughs> His Instagram stories are really entertaining. Anytime those pop up in my feed, I'm, I think that's really the only... One of the only Well, he talks about a lot of the issues that are important to me, like possibly having irritable bowel syndrome <laughs> and possibly finding the best restrooms anywhere that he goes. Things that speak to my heart and the things that I love in this world, knowing where the restrooms are. You know what else I do when I'm in a rut? I like, 
I listen to or will go through like John Mulaney's stuff. And once you hear him make fun of stuff, you're like, but I think I could turn that around and make it something artistic and lovely, right? Absolutely. So to just to dust and sauce all over this, if you've heard Dustin and I make fun of something, (laughs) you found a way to turn it around (laughs) and make it artistic and lovely, go ahead and just post it on the Facebook group. Dustin, 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 sauce, sauce, sauce. I love Dustin. That's why I do this. Next up, we got a question from Cortland Photography, LLC. That is Cortland Wilson. He sent it to us on Instagram. I want to try this. Give it to me. It might not work, mm-hmm. but what? he sent us a video. I'm going to try to just play the video off my iPhone into the mic and see if it picks it up. I have a wedding on Sunday where the bride's dad passed away three weeks ago, and everything is still kind of fresh, and... I was just curious if you guys have had a similar situation and how you attacked the wedding. I would like to hear what you have to say. Cortland, check in with the bride and groom to see if there's anything special planned. If there's a memoriam, photograph it really well. If they ask for a picture with a photo of their dad, knock it out of the park. Like, not just a basic picture on the dance floor with flash once the reception has started, but find interesting light and shoot it really well. Don't ever push them to do anything though on the day to try to like make a memory for them with their father they're still grieving so just be very amenable to their needs bring tissues and if needed be prepared to be a shoulder to cry on or if needed be prepared to just step out of the room because they are definitely still grieving and they might just need some time alone and they might not want them crying and like feeling depressed on you know their wedding day to be something that's captured So you kind of got to kick the photojournalism part of you to the curb and be a human, which, Cortland, you've sent me numerous messages. I'm pretty sure certain you'll be fine with that. Also, you might want to have an awkward phone call with them to touch base before the wedding and just see what they want slash need on the day photo wise. I mean, asking, do you want photos if you're crying might seem really, 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 really awkward right now, but it'll be much less awkward than to start taking photos while they're crying and have them get mad at you and be upset for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's better to get any sort of awkwardness out of the way ahead of time. And then I ended it all by saying, Cortland, I'm sure you'll be fine. You don't strike me as the sort of person who's incapable of reading a room. So I think you got this. Well, I mean, even the fact that he was asking shows that he is um, compassionate enough to, you know, to be sensitive That is a very, very tough situation to approach. Um, We've had situations where grooms, fathers, mothers, grandparents have died very soon after the wedding. But thankfully, we've never had a situation where we've had um, a loved one pass away really close to the wedding. It's going to be a very uncomfortable conversation to have on the phone. I think that a lot of people try to... Just avoid the situation and just hope for the best um, because it is going to be uncomfortable. But I would say that the most respectful thing to do is to make a phone call and see what they want and do try to do um, the least amount of talking. Ask them questions and let them talk for a while. If they ask for suggestions, then yeah, give it to them. But I wouldn't necessarily suggest anything unless they ask. Mm-hmm. Just be, I mean, that's so fresh incredibly fresh it's not going to feel like three weeks it's going to feel like hours they've they've lost a a loved one especially on the wedding day my dad passed away two years before jen and i got married 
And on the wedding day, there were still a few moments where me and my brothers and my sisters and my mom, we all cried because we missed him so much and we couldn't believe he wasn't there. I was the first kid in my family to get married. So there were still like some rough points on what was otherwise a very, very happy day. And it'd been two years. We'd all gone through, I don't want to say we were all finished grieving because I, I feel like I'm still grieving my dad passing away to this day, but we had all gone through the bulk part of the super depressed portion of our life after our dad passed away. Real-time update from Cortland. Just got off a FaceTime meeting with her. We're good. Thumbs up emoji. I told her even though I'm there to document the day, please let me know if I need to hold off on anything. And she was very thankful. Smiley face emoji. The smiley face with the red cheeks, like kind of blushing a little bit. <laughs> Thumbs up emoji. I said, awesome. And then Cortland sent me a picture of a Tommyknocker blood orange IPA and then a photo of that or a video of that being poured into a Hofbrauhaus House mug. And I said, <gasps> I have several of those Hofbrauhaus House mugs. Wait, and then. And they take up so much space. <laughs> Jen, next up, we have a call in from Carl Osmond from the Facebook group. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, pick it up. Is there, is it, he left a voice message. We're not picking it up. <laughs> But you said a call. Wait, what? Are we talking to real people right now? I'm just joking. Just play the call, the voicemail. No, I've, I walked straight into that. <laughs> I deserve everything I've gotten from you. Can I play the, play the audio now? Are you going to start saying the F word to me? Are you no. going to start effing, F-bombing all over the place? No, Jennifer, I would never do that to anyone. <gasps> oh, really? Anyone. Are you ready? Hi, Stephen and Dustin. It's Carl Osman from the Facebook group. Stephen asked me to, Stephen Van Elk asked me to talk about the X-T3. Uh, one of the reasons why I might go for this camera is it's because it's got the 4K60 dual card slots, unlike the uh, Nikon and Canon, Canon uh, mirrorless cameras. Um, haven't shot the X-T3 yet. I've got the X-T2. Um, lovely little camera. I'm currently a professional photographer in the military, um, so I'm using the Canon 1DX and the C300 all day. It canes your back, so it's so nice when I'm shooting weddings or little promotional videos um, to use the X-T2. You get so much more done in it. It's an absolutely brilliant camera to use as well. Yeah, Stephen, don't worry about the bokeh comparing it to your Canon cameras. Well, when you're using it exclusively, it doesn't matter. You're always going to have a um, problem with colours and stuff like that when you compare it to other cameras. P.S. Don't use Lightroom. It's not for professionals. Use Capture One. See you guys. Keep up the good work. Is he a promoter for Capture One? <laughs> Carl, are you a promoter for Capture One? Carl? Carl? Are, you, are you still on the line? He hung up. Wow. Oh, it's, it's probably like really early. He probably has to get to work. Probably. Jen, do you want to take a question from the Wait, Facebook Wait, are we going to? Okay. Carl just, he, he called in to give us his opinions on the Fuji line. Uh, Dustin and I don't shoot Fuji. You don't yeah. shoot Fuji. Well, okay, but shouldn't you like. Thank Carl? Thank <laughs> Carl? You want me to thank Carl? He told me to use Capture One. No, I'm just messing. Thank you so much for calling in, Carl. It was awesome. Jen, do you want to do some questions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. These come from random Facebook groups, from Reddit, from Yahoo, not from our Facebook group. We would never treat our dear, 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 good, good, good listeners the way we treat these people. So, first up, Colin from the Facebook groups. The family gave me a boutonniere on the wedding day. What am I supposed to do with this? I'm the photographer. <laughs> Has anyone else been given a boutonniere or a corsage while shooting? 
Dustin never laughs. Dustin just looks at me like I'm an idiot. He, I'm, well, how big is his screen? He's probably like... It's very big. It's bigger than my screen. <laughs> he just doesn't find you funny. Probably because mm-hmm. you just make fun of him all the time. Oh, it's probably because he's just doubt. over there the whole time thinking about how his screen's so much bigger than my screen. A lot of screen envy going on. I doubt that. <laughs> Jen, have you ever been given a boutonniere corsage? You know, now that I'm doing the things I do to <laughs> Dustin to you, I realize how much I hate myself. Oh, good. Oh, we're learning. Jen, oh. have you ever been given a boutonniere corsage while you're shooting? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm responding to this right now. Do you have? No, I can't believe by the way that you're you're asking. I can't believe I'm even giving you a response. No, you, you're going to do a did to Dustin a few weeks ago and just stare at <laughs> Oh, I I guess I have I've missed a couple episodes. And how am I supposed to know when someone's staring? This is an audio, Stephen. People can't see. I left in a blank spot in the audio for a few seconds so people would get the drift. Did you extend that? Because there's a lot of things I've heard you've added in. Maybe put a couple bleeps in there to make it sound like. I don't exaggerate anything, Jen. Oh, oh, oh. Except my screen size. (laughs) Except for everything. Okay. Uh, No. And seriously, just I was given a boutonniere two weeks ago at a wedding we were shooting together. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, to put on someone else or for you to wear? Because you didn't wear it. It was eventually to be put on somebody else, but they pinned it on me because they knew I didn't have hands. And like, well, you'll probably see them first. Oh my gosh, that is not the same thing. (laughs) What? No, what what, what, what do you think happened? Okay, this is the thing. Why are you complaining about this? You are an entitled (laughs) photographer for you to be like, oh, I can't believe that someone would give me something. I'm... A paid vendor. I am just the help. Are you trying to make fun of me? No, this is so sweet. Why wouldn't you just be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I mean, you don't have to say it like a valley girl, like I just did, but you, you just take it, you put it, you put it on your, your <laughs> lapel or above. Is it, where is it? level to lapel? This is why I pin the boot in here. I know, on the this guys. Is, I, but you need to tell me these things so I can like, it will stay in my brains. Where, where are you supposed to put the boot near? Left lapel above the breast pocket, but the flowers should not break the top of the lapel. There you go, people. If there's like leaves sticking up above Wisdom the flowers, those can break the top of Van, the lapel. Stephen Van Elk. I know this doesn't do happen often, but, and I'm just talking over your, the only time you're serious and actually giving some valid information. That's okay. I can cut out everything you say. <laughs> Seriously, I don't understand why people complain when like people are generous. Like when we find our name on the seating seating chart, I get excited because I'm like, they actually took the time to put our names on there. That's so sweet. And they even found us a table. You're gonna play even this if game? it's a dinner table. You're gonna play this game with me right across from you? You you're, oh gonna, my gosh. you're gonna pretend like this. Okay, now tell me what? You get put on the seating chart and you're excited? If I'm put with guests, I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have to be smiley and talkative and <laughs> all I want to do is just stuff my face for the next five to ten well, minutes. You only get five minutes to eat so it's like <laughs> <laughs> I know but then I feel obligated like if I'm sitting at a table I feel obligated to say how do you know the, the couple? Uh, it's how more, do you know the couple? It's more like this. Jen's like how do you know the couple and she's not eating I'm like I'm <laughs> Just a mouthful of food, <laughs> mouthful of cat. And then we hear things like, oh, I can't believe the photographer is not capturing the couple eating. Oh, that's, 
my least favorite thing in the world is when guests come up and they're like, why aren't you shooting right now? No, I'm, but, like, uh, I'm eating. Okay. But the most of the time, at least recently, when we've been put on a seating chart, we've been put at an actual vendor table. I don't, can't remember the last time we've sat with a guest. Actually, when guests come up to us and they say, I can't believe that you're eating right now. Shouldn't you be working? I actually did this thing a little say, while Lay ago. Lay off me. I'm starving. I just turn around and I say, I've been here for 10 hours and I do this 24 times a year. So do you really want me to not eat for an entire month and out of gets, the year? And this is where it gets really crazy because I carry a phone book the entire day just so that when Jen does this, she can just rip the phone book right in half in front of How many phone bo- booths or phone booths? How many phone books have we lost? Probably about 55. You do this quite a bit. You got some beefy forearms. <laughs> That's why I call you my beef babe. <laughs> beef babe? This is the worst pet name ever. <laughs> Can you be my beef man then? Colin, if they gave beef you a boy? boutonniere. Beef boy. I'll Fishers. be your beef boy. Fishers. I'll, beef I'll, be your, boy. I'll be your beef baby. Don't worry about it. Colin, if they gave you a boutonniere... Odds are it's because they just had one too many boutonnieres and they didn't know what to do with it and they didn't want it to go to waste. So just wear it and smile. Uh, the other reason they might have given you a boutonniere, were you in the wedding, Colin? 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 Were you supposed to be up front during the ceremony? Colin, were you one of the groomsmen? Were you not actually the photographer? Colin. Oh, Colin. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is why. Just because you have a camera. Doesn't mean that you're the wedding photographer. I like the idea that Colin was a groomsman and he said he could capture the wedding and he'd hire somebody else to shoot it. And then the day of was just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to capture the wedding. I have a very, very much darker view <laughs> of the I whole situation. I want to hear this darker view. Come on, lay it out for me. That he has somewhat lost his identity. And um, when he was asked to be a part of the wedding um, as a groomsman, that has transformed into his mind to his alter ego of being a wedding photographer. And when he showed up, he showed up very confused, thinking that he was the actual wedding photographer, but actually he was just a groomsman, which honestly really made the other paid photographer very angry because he was always in all of the shots. Unless it ends with murder, it's not dark enough. And then he murdered the photographer. What? No! No! <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. That's too dark, Jen. That's too dark. Why would you do that? But then she came back to the light. Or he. I guess it doesn't have to be a she. I'm going to say she in this situation. She was a zombie. Not Jesus with breast milk. Oh my gosh, Stephen. Don't say those things. She came back to life as a zombie. (laughs) Zombie Jesus. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jen. I need one more, more wine. One more. Austin from the Facebook groups. S-O-S. Please someone help me. It's not healthy. I don't know the rest. Austin from the Facebook group says, S-O-S. How can I avoid black holes for eyes? I understand or at least I thought I did. Basic editing, shadows, curves, etc. I've tried radial filters, brushes, and levels. Nothing seems to help. First, First, make sure that your subject has a soul. Second, 
make sure that your subject isn't a dark wizard who has made a deal with a secret sacred ritual with Dormammu. Because if they did, Doctor Strange is probably about to show up and maybe reverse time and kill everyone. Third. Third. Make sure that the, your subject has eyeballs. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Make sure your subject isn't bleeding from their eye sockets. Four. <laughs> I think I remember why I put this one into the show notes. is because at the time I was reading about the dark-eyed children and I really wanted to talk about that. And then oh I completely gosh. forgot about it since then. And it's just been in the show notes. And Dustin and I have been looking at it like, is this even worth responding to? Jen, do you want to know about the dark-eyed kids? No, I don't. Don't tell me about this stuff. I don't like scary things and Halloween's coming. Tell me. Please tell me. Okay. So there are these kids who have completely dark eyes. Like it's just like all pupil, like no iris, just all pupil. And they try to get into your house or into your car and they nobody knows what happens though if they get in because nobody's ever let them in but like i was reading these stories and this one lady was like i was in bed with my husband and then my dog got up and started growling at the door and i was like what's going on and i walked to the door and there were two kids with dark eyes at my door but they didn't ring the doorbell and i called for my husband but he couldn't hear me and I said to the kids, what they do you need? They are time travelers. I said to the kids, time what stopped. do you need? And the kids said, Milk. Let us come in to use your phone. And guess what? And you're like, oh my gosh, it's 2018. I don't have a phone. Let me bring you my cell phone. And then they disappear. And she said, she's real scared. And she told them, just give me your mom's number and I'll call your mom for you. And they said, no. We need to come into your house. And she said, I'm not going to let you in my house. And then the dark-eyed kids walked down the front porch, and she went to wake up her husband, but her husband was still asleep because he doesn't wake up for anything. But she's spooked, and she looks outside, and the dark-eyed kids are standing underneath the street light. And uh, I forgot to mention. That doesn't sound made up at all. It was Halloween. And then the dark-eyed kids walked down the road, and she went outside, and she called for her neighbor across the street to come outside. Oh, because they weren't in bed either. You can just yell. She can't yell loud enough to wake up her husband, but she can yell loud enough to wake up her neighbor yeah. to come outside. Yeah. And then wow. They, then they called the cops, but Gosh, nothing, nothing so happened, real. and no one ever found the kids. It's like the weirdest thing. I was, uh, I was down a real deep, dark hole looking at Slender <laughs> Men, so, looking at dark-eyed kids. Where was I? How in the world did you even pull that up? And how easy would it be for Thanks me for to, listening to, another- to get on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I will so, not so, let that happen. So, so, so now yeah. that we've joked a bunch about this. How do you fix the problem of black holes where well, the person's eyes um, are? Where do you not want to have shadow? Steven, if you, if in that situation, where should the shadow not be? On their butts. So close. Mm-hmm. I knew it was close. You're like a torso and a mouth and a nose away. <laughs> But depends what position they're in. <laughs> it's true. If the but okay, we're not going to get into the the physics of all of this. But maybe they were doing yoga with the bride the day before the wedding. <laughs> That's how they got their eyes down by their butt. And he ended up coming to the <laughs> wedding. 
or to the to the yoga session. He ended up coming to the yoga session and asked if he because could get it in was her on house? the itinerary. <laughs> uh, and then, oh my goodness, there should be light on the eyes. There sh- there should mean like if you don't want dark shadows on your eyes, don't have harsh light. That is above the head or way like the Donald Trump um, portrait where the light is way below. You're going to start talking about Daddy Trump? That's how we lose listeners. (laughs) I mean, you light them from below, dark shadows. Light them from way above, dark shadows. If you're going to light them from above, have some sort of fill light to be able to fill up the shadow in their Mm -hmm. eyes. Mm -hmm. If you're shooting from outdoors, make sure that the sun isn't directly on them, lighting up all of their face besides their eyes. I don't know what to tell you. Are you a photographer? Austin from the Facebook group. So what Jen is saying is, uh, if you go into edit and you already have the dark holes where their eyes are. Just throw it away. (laughs) Have you thought about? No, just throw it away. No. No, bear with me. Have you thought about when you're shooting this, if maybe they have dark holes for eyes, have you checked the palms of their hands? Because they might actually have eyeballs in the palms of their hands that then they put over their eyes, just like the creature in Pan's Labyrinth. It's true. Why wasn't that in our our list? And then if they come up and they grab you, then you're, you're dead and you never leave the upside down or wherever it was that that all happened in when she went to that fantasy world. Wait, who's she? If she didn't eat the grape... The creature wouldn't have well, come to life. who is she? The girl from she, Dan's Labyrinth. The, we're talking about a photo session. Who's she? Probably a girl with dark eyes. <laughs> you know, maybe if she closed both of her normal eyes so you couldn't see the gaping holes where the eyes should have been, but it was just holes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe then she could have opened her third eye and you could have got a picture of that. Have you thought about taking someone with, with their eyes lit up and going into Photoshop and just cutting... Just around the socket, so it's all lit up, and the eyes lit up. Make sure it's the same color, though. So memorize the color of the eyes during the photo session. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Photoshop mm-hmm. the eyes out. Put it on to the, your subject's eyes, and boom, done. And you save so much time than just actually lighting it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. That sounds good. I like that one because you're just taking the eye sockets. So you're just the eyeballs and Photoshopping them in. So then the eyelids are still dark. So now they look like they're maybe have like a burglar mask on, but it's not one of the ones that goes like around the whole head. It's like one of the Batman Robin ones where it's just around the eyes. You know what a socket is, right? No, obviously not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Let you believe what you want to. Let me believe what I want to believe. Walk all over me tomorrow. But tonight, can we both just pretend to sleep? Is this music lyrics? <laughs> Thanks for listening to another. Wait, wait, wait. Me li- Is this music lyrics? Yeah, it was. Thanks oh, okay. for listening. Thanks for listening. What? Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Jen and Steve this week. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes and leave us a five star review. Nothing but the finest for the finest in phototainment. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wed Pick Hangover. Jen is on Instagram at Jen Van Elk Photo and Steve is on Instagram at Steven Van Elk. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, 
join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. And if you really want to make us happy, jump on over to anchor.fm slash wedding photo hangover and just give like a little like 99 cents a month. Just just slide it into our coffers. Just like when you slide into our DMs, just slide, slide a little money in. If you slide money into the coffers for the Wedding Photo Hangover, we will answer all of your questions on air. And we'll be somewhat serious, semi-serious. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday, after you shoot another wedding. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin, Jen. <laughs> no, it was just taking it back, the NBC. Oh, I'm taking it back blue. to the NBC, not doing the thing Dustin does every single time at the <laughs> end of that. that. what he does? Yes. <laughs> Jen, what's up? This oh, is the no. part where Dustin what, likes to tell me about like something he's watching on Netflix or some Hulu stuff or some other thing. What, what, you're watching The Good Place right now. What do you think of The Good Place? Good. <laughs> is it a good place, place. for you? <laughs> I don't want it. To, I don't want to ruin it for you. Have you started the episode? Episode one, it. right? Just, right. No, episode one. No, I did not. I told you to watch it multiple times. But oh, I you haven't did. watched it. You started a different show. Anyway, it's it, it's crazy because it's kind of a a lighthearted approach to, to something. Inferno? No, <laughs> no, it is well. Yeah, no. It's, it has like a, oh gosh, how can I say this without like a, giving it am away? Am I in Dante's Paradiso or am I in Dante's Inferno or am I in Dante's Purgatory? Uh, um, uh, shoot. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. The middle well, one. I will tell you what. There was a twist. <gasps> twist. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. What I was trying to do some different. Like, and Colin murdered the other photographer. Why are you taking us back to that dark place again? I Colin? listen. I totally called it, and it wasn't a surprise. <laughs> so it was kind of a disappointment. To- totally Everyone was like, it. "You will never catch it. You'll never catch it." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I know what it is." T- you Just totally like, called it after I told you what the twist was. After I listened to Dead Dance's no, interview on Mark Rand's WTF you podcast. Did. Oh my gosh, you think you tell me all these things? You <laughs> never told me. I ca- caught it. Just like I caught Fight Club from the very beginning. I knew what it was beginning that's right jen knew from the very beginning when she started watching fight club that it was really just a penis pornography delivery system <laughs> um, yeah everybody out there who thought to themselves like oh no the dude isn't real and they're gonna blow up a bunch of buildings to destroy the credit unions uh they were actually wrong the whole movie was about tyler durden showing people drawings of men's penises that's why there's all those little flashes throughout the movie there were I didn't catch it until Jen told me about it. Wait, I'm asking you. There's penises? Yes. Oh. Not no. a bunch. You got to go through really? like frame by frame. Why Why do people do these things? I don't know, Jen. Why would someone think, mm, I'm going to go through this frame by frame? Because I want to see. Because they saw all the little things where Tyler Durden popped in and out. And they're like, oh, I wonder if there's anything more like that. And so they start going through frame by frame. And they're like, well, that's a drawing of a penis. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. We need to get to bed and we need to pack to go to the dominican so i love you very much and good night love you too player (laughs) player
It's like I married Dustin. Did you marry? I am Dustin, actually. No. I am. Take that mask off. (laughs) It was a very slimy mask. Okay, that's how I like it. Slimy. Yuck. Gross. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo!